When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today has been a part of professional wrestling since she was born. She is a lifetime member of the Cauliflower Alley Club and the daughter of the leader of the four horsemen, J.J. Dillon. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Miss Pamela Morrison. Pam, thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to to talking with you. I am too. We talked a little bit at the CAC reunion last fall in Las Vegas and uh, got to know you a little bit. And I'll be honest, I did not realize that you were J.J. Dillon's daughter. I had no idea. I just thought you were an avid fan, kind of like Darla. Uh, I am. An, well, no, wait, let's let me just correct you, because I I am first and foremost an avid fan. <laughs> well, okay. actually, chronologically, chronologically, I'm first and foremost J.J. Dillon's daughter. But I am um, I am I am equally, I guess, uh, yeah. an an absolutely avid fan. I mean, I yeah. I am I, I don't I I have to admit, I don't watch um Unless like, you know, uh, like when if Arn's going to be doing something big or or uh, mm-hmm. like when Tully was on TV with A&E and stuff, I would or AEW, I would watch a little bit, um, yeah. you know, here and there. And um, when Ashley first started as Charlotte, I watched a little bit, but I don't watch the product. But I love I do love yeah. going to the independent shows. Yes. I mean, because that's kind of like what takes me back more to what's yeah. near and dear to my heart. So, yeah, well, I, am I stand correct. Some might call correct. me a groupie and I'm OK with that. <laughs> but I was I did not know that. Uh, yeah. I think actually uh, Darla or Barbara Goodish, I don't remember which one I was talking to, because I kind of I just asked, I said, you know, how does uh, Pam uh, fit in all this? And they told me that you were. JJ's daughter and I was just oh wow I mean just I had no clue yeah and I'm a pretty big fan but I had no clue so uh kudos to you guys and uh you know you guys I, we'll talk about your little trio here in a little bit as well but uh uh I want to get into a little bit if we could please Pam uh let's talk about you growing up a little bit I mean you were born into this business basically Mm-hmm. And and well, can we talk a little bit about how, what your childhood was like and growing up, going to school, that kind of stuff? Yeah, and that that's where kind of like there was a little bit of a uh, 
you know, a, a story maybe different than what people assume because um, my dad was late getting into the business, but kind of had, you know, had, had me sort of not young by today's standards, I guess, because he had, you know, graduated from college a year or two, but um, met my mother um, when he was in college, went to a, you know, smaller liberal arts school in Reading, Pennsylvania, um, met her, she's from the area in, in Reading, um, met her, got married, um, had me a couple of years later. And, uh, he was, you know, had this dream all along of what he wanted to do, which, you know, as you know, is not something that you can make happen overnight. You sort of, I mean, it's so many things of having to be, you know, in the right place at the right time. And on top of that, you know, the stars all aligning to, to allow um, things to to happen in your favor, to be able to get to the next step um, along the way. So um, he was refereeing and things like that. Now, even by the time they got married, you know, there were, uh, you know, the wrestlers that were in their wedding and things like that, but he wasn't, um, that was not his career, you know, when Mm -hmm. I was, when I was like a baby, um, they split up when I was very young. Um, you know, he followed his dream and, you know, my mom, you know, to be blunt, just had no interest in traveling the world and, and, um, you know, doing that kind of thing. She was for stability and just kind of wanted to, to stay where she, where her roots were. And, um, Mm -hmm. that's what she did. So, um, he was in my life peripherally. Um, Mm -hmm. and I followed, you know, what he did. I, I knew what he did. He, you know, he came to see me regularly. I saw, um, you know, his grandparents regularly, they, they lived in Michigan. So they would, you know, I would go see them with my mom, he would come see me, um, et cetera. And then of course, as he got into the business, you know, more and, uh, as I got older, then there was talk about, you know, as he was in places for a longer period of time and sort of established himself in a territory for an amount of time where it would make sense for me to be able to go spend some time with him. Um, yeah. Certainly not for like a year of school or anything, because there was still, I think, too much um not instability, because that's not really a fair word, but just, you know, just too many nuances and too many unknowns as far as how long something would last. And um, as far as, you know, having a kid and going to school and where it made sense for me to stay full time, it's just was like, you know, um, and my, my mom had remarried by the time I was like five or six. Um, I have a brother, Um, that I kind of grew up with as my younger brother, a wonderful Mm -hmm. stepfather. So I had that kind of family unit. And then I had, you know, my dad too, which was, which was fantastic. So by the time I was about, I want to say like 11 or 12, I don't really remember exactly how old I was, but my dad was established enough that he was in territories for a long enough time that it made sense for me to spend summers with him. Um, And, and uh, I would be able to go, from like the day after Christmas until after New Year's or extended holiday, school holiday breaks, things like that. That's when I got to start to really spend time with him. Um, Mm -hmm. Now that said, I, I knew what he did. Um, 
but I didn't really have any context for it. You know, so I was not, I mean, when I first went to the matches, it was just like, I had no idea, you know, and he did not, I will say he never to this day, smartened me up to anything, nothing. So, um, but I just loved it. I mean, I loved it from like the first time I went. Um, I just absolutely loved it. And I loved the heels, even I think before his match, um, because by then he was like mid card, you know, um, mm. at least. And um, even like the, you know, the first match, I think I was like, the heels were so much cooler than the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there might have been an exception with Carrie Von Eric. I will admit, I don't know what I was thinking, but, um, you know, I guess I have to own that. And Barry Windham, of course, a couple of years later. But yeah. of course, he, you know, he ended up turning heel and was is better known, I think, for, for being a heel. So that was always in mm. it. But um, yeah, I was so I was always a fan. And that's kind of so my childhood was spent on the road and went and that's kind of where I think my childhood was a little different from other other um families wrestling families where maybe they had um as much of a stable family unit you know uh where I don't think the kids would be like on the road with the boys like I never saw that I mean in their town, yeah, like I'd sometimes see, you know, sometimes, but even like not normally, to be honest. Um, but it was that was the norm. Like I would go now. My dad was remarried. Um, a wonderful, wonderful. My stepmother was a wonderful um lady, but when I would go with him, like I would go with him and we'd um, you know, back in those days, you know, the territory days, it was like yeah. getting the, you know make the loop or um for the most part it was you know in in texas for for i think the first two years and then um then he was in bob geigel's territory in kansas city so it was a lot of driving you know a lot of um like some overnights and just i loved it i mean i loved it i loved it so i saw a lot he always says you saw the good the bad you know you saw a lot of things you shouldn't have seen and heard a lot of things you shouldn't have heard and but I was kind of just accepted. Um, and it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. I wrote that you, t- you already referenced um, earlier. I think maybe we weren't live yet, but you had mentioned my dad's book. And yes. um, I wrote the foreword to my dad's book. Okay. Which I'm sure, you know, maybe people skipped right over to get to like his part, but I did write the <laughs> foreword. Um, and, and it's about, you know, how I know how privileged I was to, have that opportunity, you know, to, to have like this front row seat. I mean, I rarely got to sit in the front seat, but front row seat, um, you know, figuratively into that world of those, those days. And just, it was amazing. So I'm sorry. I've been like going on. No, no, I have specific questions. No, no, no. I, that's the job. You're supposed to speak. (laughs) I just ask questions. No, Ask I appreciate Greg I want... Oliver, like she won't shut up. <laughs> We're going to talk about him in a few minutes, but I want to talk. You know, you mentioned your dad's book, uh, Wrestlers Are Like Seagulls from McMahon to McMahon. Mm-hmm. And I we talked a little bit before we came on. That book is very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went online because I wanted to get one. Uh, and yes. you, they're either out, they're very high priced, 
which is good, or they're out of stock, out of sale, you know, don't yeah. have any. So yeah. I've read a lot of reviews on it. It's a great book yeah. from what I've read the reviews on. And um, so kudos to, to you and, and your and your dad for getting that out for people. Um, yeah, my, how, my, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, how was, what was it like for you to, to uh, you know, you wrote the forward, but I'm sure you're part of the process of writing the book and, and, and creating that. What was that, what was that like for you? Well, I can't really take credit for that. I will tell you the, the way that the process was, my dad is, um, was, was, he doesn't really have to be anymore. So I can't say that he is now, but um when he was working at whatever job, um, he was very, very meticulous about record keeping. So throughout his whole career, he would keep a, um, like a, a day planner calendar, you know, a, one of those, not like a refillable one, but like every year you get a new one with the vinyl cover. Um, and he kept one of those every year. And for every single day, you know, he 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 kept meticulous notes on, you know, where he was, like just all the information, all the details. So he had, you know, boxes of these day planners. And um, when he taught, you know, the, the talk was about writing a book. And at first he was kind of like, you know, well, like... And then, you know, thought more about it and was kind of talked into like, this is a good idea. And then, you know, they realized and he, of course, wrote it with Scott Teal. Um, This is like all of the all of the factual information, you know, the the who, what, where (laughs) is literally here. Like, yeah, it's all here. You don't have to try to remember. You don't have to try to like mine the information online and cross-reference and it's here. So you just have to fill in everything else, which of course, and then put all of the stuff that Scott can do to make it, put it into like a story. And that's how that evolved. And then uh, a gentleman, uh, Philip Varial, whose name is is also on the cover because he lent another very important factor to the completion of the book, which was, um, he would get the chapters as they were completed and he was, was more of a fan. And then he would say, well, during this time, this is when whatever, like some big, you know, other, like some big thing happened. And then it was like, Oh yes. And then, you know, that would fill in and add even more like color, if you will, you know, to the book. And then as the chapters were finished, Scott would email them to me. Um, and my role was really just, I I just reviewed the chapters as they were finished. And if there was anything that I remembered differently or sort of like um, with the, you know, especially with the later chapters, you know, uh, if there were things that I also remembered that was like, oh, well, what about this or this, you know, whatever, then uh, because the book only goes up, you know, I mean, it was written in 2005, which is hard to believe is going to be 20 years ago. But yeah. um, 
you know, uh, so that was kind of my role, um, which was, which was really minor because they had, you know, between the records that they had and, and what Scott contributed, which was huge. And then what Philip contributed, which was like the icing on the cake or the, the cherry on top of the cake or whatever, um, they really had a complete product. And I know my dad is incredibly proud of it. Um, I know, and I don't know if I, it's okay for me to say this or not, I guess it is, that Scott had shared with him just recently how it's like one of um, one of the best selling books, you know, that, that Scott's aware of. And I mean, that's like considering, I think not even the books that Scott publishes, but like wrestling books in general, Um, because it isn't just like a mishmash of stuff or, you know, things that sort of jump all over. Um, It's really, you know, it is a story and it's a story of, you know, somebody's following their dream and their dream comes true. And, you know, they make it all the way to one, you know, one hall of fame and two hall of fames. And he's going to go into the St. Louis hall of fame in May, which is very exciting. And I understand I'll see you there. So that's exciting. I'm excited too. Yeah. So Uh, I think that's great. Yeah. When I saw that, uh, uh, for those of you watching or listening, Herb Simmons, uh, SICW, Every year put on a Bruiser Brody Memorial uh, tribute to Bruiser Brody, but they also hold the uh, Missouri uh, Sports Hall of Fame banquet at the same time. And this year, JJ is going in and Gerald Briscoe is going in. So that's great. (laughs) Yeah, what a pair, right? Yeah. And then and then I saw Darla staying being awarded. She's could being be a, award could be a lively event. Award. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I know it will be. I'm looking forward to it. So, and I'll have that information uh, in the description about when the event is, how they can get tickets, and, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, please, if you're anywhere near St. Louis or or have ever thought of visiting St. Louis, uh, you know that would be a great time to do it because I'm sure you won't. Uh, you know, you won't regret it. You might regret it if you don't go and you and you see uh, write ups and pictures because I'm sure it is going to be a fantastic time. And like you said, uh, you know, Darla's going to get the Larry Matizak Award, which is Darla. Well, Larry Matizak, I'm sorry, I saw it was Sam Mushnick. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So that's you know, and my dad and and Jerry both absolutely love her. So that'll be yeah. that'll be really really special too. What I what I really enjoy about those type of events. They're a smaller venue one. And also the fact that you're not charged an arm and a leg to go and talk to your dad, to Jerry Briscoe, JBL, all these, all these legends that are going to be there. Yeah. It doesn't cost you 100, 150 to go talk to these guys. It, it, you know, it's going to cost you a little bit of money, but it's not going to cost you a hundred bucks. Right. To get an autograph and a picture of someone where it might cost you 20 or 30. Right. Which right. Is, is is manageable. I, and, you know, they got to make a living, too. I get it. But I went to an event last year in Dallas. Your dad was there. Um, he wasn't oh, too bad. The, the WrestleMania, because, the WrestleMania yeah. weekend event. But but I'm saying, you know, he has to charge. We charges because of the people putting on the event. And I understood yes. that. Yeah. But there are some guys that were charging huge amounts of money, and it was very 
frustrating. I'll just say that. We're here, I know, because I know Herb's running it, and it's going to be, yeah, you're going to pay a little money, but you're It'll not going to pay. It'll be reasonable, yeah. Exactly. My whole point is reasonable, yes. and you actually can sit down, or you can talk to them for a few minutes, kind of reminisce a little bit, and they won't try to push you off because there's, uh, you know, other people waiting, they're paying big, but, you know, you can talk a few minutes, and they'll let you do your thing, which is great. Um, yes. That's what I'm looking forward to. And seeing you and and uh, let's go with Greg Oliver. Greg Oliver, Oof. I'm just telling you what he told me. I had a podcast with him probably about a year ago now. <laughs> okay. And it referred to you, Darla, and Barbara as the queens. Oh, okay. Yes. So I need to know. And our, wow. our our fans want to know what is what is this Queens? What does that mean? Well, that's old that's old news, Brian. I well, mean, and and if you're hearing it from Greg Oliver a year ago, it's funny that it's taking you this long to ask. Well, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, no. No, he, okay. So the the Queens. That's a funny. Yeah. That is a that's a funny story, and I will say that it is something that has kind of taken on a life of its own and it's it's funny because okay i'm gonna tell you um i have let me just because i'm i'm like in a corner here because i i work from (laughs) home i work from home a lot and i have a lot of video calls so i i purposely keep my background like my bulletin board is right here but you can't see it because well I and I have like work reference stuff on there so but right. also my bulletin board I have I don't know if you can see this ah Thunderbolt Thunderbolt right so yeah. Thunderbolt and you can see I don't know if you can see what it says like to the queen on there it does but, yeah to the queen yeah so to the queen yeah um so yeah Thunderbolt actually is the is the person <laughs> who named, named, um, named us the Queens. And it was uh, like, you know, group of women. And I think, honestly, this is what I think happened. Thunderbolt, because we all absolutely just love and respect Thunderbolt. I mean, who doesn't, right? But I think we like extra dote on him and just, um, I don't know, he's just so special. He is just such a special... And so he, and I think um, just as a, like a, a term of like respect to uh, like started saying like, oh, the Queens, my Queens, you know, just my Queens. So that's how the whole thing started. It has, I think, sort of taken on a life of itself. Um, and we we take full advantage of it. But I want to <laughs> say, but here's the thing, because it it I don't want anybody and I'm I'm weird about stuff like this. Like I don't want anybody to ever hear us say that and think that it's um like any kind of implied like exclusivity or something, because it's not. I want to say, and I know that this sounds like like deep I don't mean it that way but like all women are queens so this is not like oh we're like we we joke around it at at CAC and we always say like oh the queens like um but but honestly it's um that's I think that's how it started and we just we make the absolute most of it but we don't 
you know, hey, hang with us. You're a queen. Like, please feel yeah. free. <laughs> that is how That's it great. originated. And it okay. is all just with with like good humor. And but it's yeah. it, we um yeah, we put a little thing in the um in uh in the program, uh, the program yeah. at CAC, you know, the queen. So, yeah, when yeah. when when you hear like Darla and Barbara. Yeah. Uh, and I talk about it. That's that's where it started. That is where it's all started. right. Thunderbolt it's Patterson. On a life of its own. Yeah. No, I, I see. I didn't know that. I don't know if people some people probably know it, but it's good to know. Thunderbolt <laughs> Patterson started the whole thing. Thunderbolt Patterson. And I think <laughs> I, I believe I saw just to plug another thing, um, because I don't know how far you're away from away from Waterloo, Iowa, but he'll be in Waterloo, Iowa for the. Yes. In for July. The George, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's an, an amazing event too. So, yeah, as will my dad be in Waterloo, Iowa. So, wow, you can make it Speaking there. Of, yeah, I'm gonna try. I, you could do it. You could do an amazing podcast from there. I could probably talk some people into sitting down with you for a couple minutes to chat. All right, you're tempting <laughs> me here. I'm but trying to get there. I really you am trying. Twist your arm a little bit. <laughs> You don't have to twist. It's just timing of stuff right now. I got some things. Oh, I know, on. I know, I know. You and it, it's, a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm gonna try my darndest to get up there for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of your dad, if uh, we'll talk about that at the end about how to get a hold of him and if they want to book him or whatever. But I want to talk a little bit about going back a little bit more, like your interaction with other wrestlers, other. Uh, wrestlers families uh what i guess what was your first one that you really remember that you said uh, you interacted with either a child or a family member you know i remember um the first that i think i remember was uh and i don't know how many people because uh mr saccarada who passed away a couple of years ago um, and Mr. Hito, who were both, um, they were, they both worked, uh, I think predominantly for Stu Hart, um, in Calgary, but they both lived, um, in the same apartment complex that my dad did in Dallas. So I remember like during, <laughs> during the day, um, if the, like, if, if, or, you know, we were home during the day or, um, you know, being at the swimming pool, like with their kids, you know, yeah. not, not Sakurata's kids, but um, so I think he had a son later on in life, but Mr. Hito had two daughters. So being at the pool with them and, um, you know, they would cook, you know, they would cook like the Japanese barbecue. And then okay. actually um, years later, Sakurata uh, in Florida, Sakurata was in the Florida territory. That's when he was Ken's, uh, Kendo Nagasaki. I think Terry Funk ah, okay. gave him gave yeah. him that gimmick. So people might know him more as that uh, yep. that gimmick. I think he's actually one one of the um, thumbnail pictures on my dad's the cover of my dad's book, Kendo Nagasaki. Okay. We he he remained really close um, uh, up until he passed away. I think it's about three years ago now. So, so I remember that. I remember, um, you know, uh, Mike Graham, his family, mm -hmm. his kids, um, going to, uh, 
like I guess swimming I guess because it was always in the summer that's why I remember like swimming but (laughs) going to um like the beach and the pool with them um I think I talked about that somewhere before um and uh also flair uh flares because my my stepmother was really close with Rick's wife Beth his second wife who is Ashley's mom um and was was Reed's mom and um Ashley and Ashley of course wasn't born yet and nor Reed but Beth was um the stepmother to Rick's oldest children Megan who is married to Conrad Thompson oh, who okay. um I think most most people probably know and um David so she was David and Megan's stepmother and she would <clears throat> excuse me she would go get them and bring them um to Florida when Rick was, he would usually do like as a, as the NWA champion would mm-hmm. come to Florida for like a week or whatever. And so Beth would, would get them and bring them down. And um, I remember that because sometimes like I'd babysit, you know, babysit at the hotel or whatever. And um, it was always so much fun when, when Rick would come because you never, <laughs> you just never knew what was going to happen. And yeah. uh, but I remember like if his, you know, if his kids were there, um, I remember be, you know being with them because they were they were sweet and David was such a little cutie and um, <laughs> I remember that but it was as far as like time with other wrestlers families that was the strange part it was really limited it was mostly just with the other wrestlers in my dad's car <laughs> because he had this van this um Dodge van that he had um it was like a custom van painted blue stripes. Um, and then the inside he had done, it was like all blue shag carpet on the back, by the way, on the back, um, he had a woman's ass painted like on the back door, just the outline (laughs) of like a woman's ass. It was, it was interesting because it was one of those, you know, like as a kid, you're like, Oh, you know, okay (laughs) all right um but then the inside it was uh it was blue carpet in and had two captain's chairs and then um a big bench seat in the back and you could you know sit in the back or lay in the back and you know um and it was just you know sometimes there'd be two guys riding with him sometimes one sometimes three, whatever. And I just sort of sit wherever nobody was sitting. And, yeah. you know, this, it was, it was, you know, miles, sometimes it was days, you know, sometimes it was like, like in Texas, it was like, you'd go to one city and then you'd stay in a hotel and then go, you know? Um, so I remember like, that's what I remember um, more wow. so than anything else, spending the time, yeah. you know, on the road and just the miles and miles and miles. And just, I mean, yeah. I remember like marveling at some of the people, um, so that I, I hate to say, like, I remember that more than any, more than any interaction with any children. I remember, <laughs> you know, that. Yeah. 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 Understandable. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. CAC cauliflower alley club. Yeah. You are, you're a big. I'm a big supporter of, of CAC. Big supporter, yes. a big part of it. Talk to us a little bit, how you got involved and, and what you, what, what do you, what you have, uh, what you do there. I mean, I've seen you there. You're, 
running around a lot. I know that taking the tickets when I got there, you and Barbara and Darla were there yeah. taking the, 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 yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that, how that works. So CAC, um, the first time I went to CAC, you know, my, my dad, um, just said, you know, Hey, do you want to go to Las Vegas? This thing, um, you know, and kind of said what it was. And it was like, yeah, sure. It sounds fun. And I think it was, it was probably like 2005 or 2006 and went, had a great time. Um, and then he was honored in 2007, um, went there for that. And I, I've been going kind of sporadically. I mean, there were a couple things. I think I didn't go. I, I actually had, um, I know there were a couple of years I didn't go because I had I have a, a daughter who's going to be 15. So I know there were a couple of years that I missed. But and then I w- missed like one year more recently. But I've been going like pretty consistently. Um, my dad for a bunch of years emceed the banquets. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, my dad. I don't know if wow. you were ever there for. I mean, let me tell you, I don't know if there. You can ask, ask Darla about who okay. her favorite banquet MCs were because when my dad it was the tag team duo of JJ <laughs> and Terry Funk. Oh and boy, yeah. Not to take away from JR, who's fantastic. I wondered, I wondered like when JR wasn't gonna do it two years ago, I thought, oh how you know, boy, those are like big shoes to fill. Um, and then, you know, John Arezzi, I thought did a fantastic job. Um, but you know, my dad and Terry, and of course, you know, it's just, just not feasible, obviously, you know, like the days are past, but they, uh, they did it for a couple of years and just, it it was great. So I, I, I just always loved going. It was something I always looked forward to, um, always had a great time. And then, you know, um, just, you know, I would say to Brian, like, well, at first it started with like me not like saying, you know, what about this person for an, like for an award? What about like, and can I help with anything? And, you know, is there anything I can do? And um, just because it is a club of volunteers, you know, nobody Mm -hmm. is getting paid to do this stuff. And I think I look at it, um, you know, and you, you do see, And I noticed it like, I mean, you probably notice like as you get older and there are people like this year, it was hard to not like not see Reggie Parks and Charlie Smith. And you just think, gosh, you know, every year there's going to be people that you're used Mm -hmm. that are like fixtures. Like, yeah, you always see these people there. Um, And other people have to get you know, get involved and, and do things. And certainly like, not that I'm, um, you know, young to do it, but I feel like I'm um, enthusiastic enough to bother young people to make, <laughs> to try to, to try yeah. to encourage them um, yeah. to, you know, to get involved. And I, I, um, I've been probably Brian would say like barraging him with ideas. I think sometimes I talked to him last night, 
for probably, well, yesterday he, he texted me and he said, do you have a minute? I said, I have 26 minutes because I had a conference call. <laughs> and I, and then he was like, oh, I'll call. he's like, I'll call you in five. And I thought, yeah, because he doesn't want to hear me for 26 whole minutes. <laughs> he probably only wants to hear me for 20. But, um, but I said, you know, we like, I just think I, I love the club. I love everything it stands for. I love that they have the benevolent fund. I yeah. see the stuff, you see the stuff that happens, you know, yeah. you, you, yes, there are people who are incredibly lucky that they might have, uh, you know, a spouse who has fantastic health insurance that you don't hear about, yeah. but then yeah. you hear about the Barry Windhams that have, you know, a, a situation in the Atlanta airport, and then they're looking yeah. at, you know, I don't even know what, I don't know how long, you know, he was in the hospital or anything like that. You know, I know, like, yeah. you know how much a hospital bill is even just for like a couple yeah. hours in the emergency room. So you can imagine yeah. an ambulance ride and intensive care and like whatever else happened, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and having like zero insurance. And yeah. um, when you look at like statistically in the United States that not to get like off the, the, um, Oh, you're subject, all right. But like 66 percent of bankruptcies are due to medical bills and here are guys that are in an industry that historically like there is no medical coverage no. and they're beating their bodies you know like that's what they do so yeah. maybe something isn't um immediately noticeable but over yeah. the years as things catch up and yeah. what do you do you know if you yeah. don't and then let alone the other things that are like uh you know more of like a catastrophic thing um right. on top of like the wear and tear so i love the fact that cac or people that just are in you know that are are maybe living like paycheck to paycheck or something and something happens that that one paycheck isn't there and they have a way to say, like, can you help me to just bridge this gap? Um, yeah. And there's no shame in it or anything like that, because it's a network of of their fellow, you know, uh, uh, brothers and, and queens that, that want to say, like, <laughs> yes. like, yes, you we yeah. are, you know, we're all here for you. Yeah. And nobody's, oh, yeah. you know, nobody's. Um, you know, everybody's just happy to do it. So, yeah. and then, you know, on top of that, like I said to Brian, you know, everybody knows the CAC for, for the, you know, the once a year um, reunion, but it is, it is so much more, more than that. But yeah. um, the reunion itself is, is amazing. I mean, I look forward to that. I'm telling yeah. you, it's embarrassing. It is, I should be embarrassed to admit how much I look forward to that reunion. Like I, I literally should, but I'm not, I don't even care. And the fact that this year, like I'm going to just say it because the Monday is the Monday of the reunion is my birthday. So I already, oh, it's, okay. it's legit that I can count down to it because it's also my birthday. But, um, uh, I, I do like every year it's like, yeah. this is great. Like as soon as the, the last one was over in September, I was just like, when are yeah. they announcing the dates? When are they announcing yeah. the dates? And then when it took them so long, I'm like, what the hell? I have my calendar for 2023. I'm still <laughs> one of those people. Like I do have everything in my phone, but I love paper. Like I love paper books. 
paper calendar. I still, I want to know the date. I want to have that in my calendar that I see CAC. Um, I do. I love the reunion. I love to see people like I just met you. There was a couple people I met. I love to see people that I only see there. I love to see people that I see there and a couple other places. I mean, it's just, it's like seeing your family. It's like a family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent. I went first time last year, my wife and I, and what's funny, you say that your birthday is the first one. Her birthday was the first Monday this last one, it was September 26th and nice. I had to make a deal with her. Well, she's not a big wrestling fan. I had to make a deal with her, you know? So we stayed a couple extra days after uh, it was over and did some stuff together, but uh, it worked out good. And, and we really, she really enjoyed it. Uh, met some nice people there, yourself and others and, and, and just had a really good time. And it's not that expensive. The probably the most expensive part is the flight. Cause the, the rooms there are actually for Vegas really inexpensive and they're nice and they're nice and they're nice and you're at a great location right right next to the strip Boom, yes you're right there or the next to fremont street fremont, or street. fremont street i'm sorry yes yeah, and street. and just to say that for people who haven't go, who didn't go last year and and honestly i'm i'm bugging i'm bugging brian to to try to reach out to try to get some kind of campaign to reach out to lifetime members who haven't been coming to reunions because mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, the, the, the change of venues. And I know you said last year was your first time. So, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully maybe some of your, your listeners can relate to this. Um, and I know you can't please everybody. So please like, this is a, dis- you know, that's the disclaimer here, but yeah. and sorry, I'm fidgety, but there was um you know, years pass and it, it's been all over in the time that I was there. I mean, it was at the plaza uh, before one, one year that I was there, I remember. Um, and it was at the Riviera, but, but for the past bunch of years, it was at the Gold Coast, which was fine. It was fine. But if yeah. you wanted to go anywhere, anywhere of, of value, you had to get an Uber, which can be a great adventure. Of course, like you can, you know, yeah. Have made, yeah. make this make a memory in an uber but you also have to you know there's a cost that goes with that to go either yeah. to the strip or to downtown um the move to the plaza to me was phenomenal because every i mean every night like we went out to fremont street and yeah. um yeah. my dad only went out one night because um we, we were in the sand dollar bar and normally we'd go out to, to fremont street later on um, but it was just like, it's always right there, you know? And, and yeah. I was, it's, it's like, there's a little store right there where you can get, you know, you don't have to, like, I'm not a foodie person. So I, I like exist on like just healthy snack food, but not like meals. So there's like, not, you can get like fresh fruit, you can get whatever kind yeah. of like drinks you want, you know, yeah. right there. You don't, you don't get that at the gold. Like, what do you do? Take a, take an Uber to like, uh, you know, Whole Foods or something. You can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. And right there, there was like a nice coffee shop. There was yeah. nice little, um, there was a bunch of different restaurants. There was like a Asian restaurant and a pizza place and a Mexican place all within the plaza. Yeah. Um, and then the, the entertainment, I mean, the entertainment yeah. of Fremont street, let's face it, the free entertainment, that comes yeah. with no, it was great. Fremont Street. It was there great. was live music. There was like yeah. three 
three stages or four stages. Yeah. I don't even remember because yeah, four. Some nights we it was didn't like a make... Yeah, I mean, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. I would really, I would encourage anybody who who went before and thought, you know, eh, the rooms are nicer at the plaza than they were at the Gold yeah. Coast. I mean, everything. I, I just thought it was fantastic. And I, yeah. I encourage, I know flights, although flights have come down a little bit. So um, give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah. I mean, we went, flight wasn't that expensive. The rooms for what you get in Las Vegas, especially, are just like any other, or they're a lot cheaper for one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're right next to Fremont. I mean, you literally, you walk out the door, you're at Fremont Street. You just yep. cross the street, you're exactly. there. Exactly. You cross the street and, and, and you're it, there. You're there. And the, and you guys put on great uh, programs during the day. You know, with the and there's rest- and there's gonna be there's gonna be more stuff this okay. year. There's gonna Good. be um there was that quasi like pool party, which I know kind of ended a little bit earlier than anticipated. It's not gonna end early this year. Um, there's going to be karaoke this year, um, which if you're, if you like to sing, you don't even have to be good at it, but if you like to sing, (laughs) you know, that's, that's great. I'm sure there will be people that are good singers that will be there, but you know what I mean? If you're among friends, you don't have to be a good singer. You just have to be enthusiastic, um, or get like a, get a partner that's good that can kind of carry you just not me because I can't, but you can get somebody who can sing. (laughs) <laughs> and and get up and sing um so that there's that and then the the baloney blowout and then i know already um i had talked to brian and talked to rich and they both said that the dinner is going to be set up differently i think it's going to be um there's going to be more of a variety um okay. so i because i know you know there's always complaints about the dinner no matter where and i know you know for people who all of a sudden had a lapse of of memory and said how good the gold coast was. And it was the same people who complained about the gold coast. So it was weird, but um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're trying to accommodate and it's hard with so many people, yeah, like with hundreds of people, of people, but yeah. they're really trying to accommodate that on Wednesday night and, and have um, a setup that uh, is better for everybody. I think one of the things they're going to try to incorporate is, is taking suggestions from people like this year, you know, and again, some things are, are you know, not going to be like feasible or, or maybe even right. not you know, able to be be done cost wise. But it's it's if you're part of the CAC and I, I encourage everybody to be it's twenty five bucks a year yeah. or three hundred dollars for a lifetime membership. It's your club. Like once you're in, you're in. It's your club. Um, have a say, like speak up. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. That's what that's yeah. what it's for. So no, I'll look, look no, forward to seeing people yeah. there. Yeah, me too. Uh, we're trying to get out there for that definitely. We've been talking about that, so uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I and it's a month earlier, so I'm gonna have to bargain with my wife on what to do on her birthday. So yeah, okay. yeah, good, <laughs> good. So one more question, actually two more yes. questions. Yes. Uh, one. Uh, what are you up to now? What's going on with you? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I work, you know, I work a full-time job, so I'm, yep. uh, I'm busy, busy working. And then um, my dad, ever since, uh, well, not ever since he retired, but since about 2019, wherever, whenever he may, has appearances, um, I travel with him. Uh, he, he fully retired 
And he really doesn't, because he doesn't have to keep a calendar anymore. You know, he turned 80 on his last birthday. It's easier for him. You know, I pretty much know everybody and, uh, and everybody knows me um, in the business. So I, I make all arrangements for him for bookings, uh, for travel, things like that. So um, he has an appearance coming up, not this Sunday, but next Sunday in Baltimore for uh, Celeb Fest number six, I believe it is. Um, so that's coming up, but, uh, I do that, you know, whenever he has an appearance, I go along, I go along with him. It makes me feel better and it makes him feel better. So it's a, it's a win-win that way. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I have my CAC countdown calendar going at all times. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, no, just, you know, um, coming up with, you know, again, like coming up with ideas, barraging Brian and, and Rich with, can we do this? What about that? Uh, and, uh, just, you know, causing trouble with Darla and Barbara plotting our next, uh, our next adventures. I don't know, just, you know, the usual, the usual. Yeah. If somebody wants to book your dad, how do they mm-hmm. go about doing that? They can email a uh, book JJ Dylan at gmail.com. Okay. I'll put that in the description as well. So, Sounds great. all right. Hey, I, one more time, Pamela Morrison, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad that we got to do And this is the first time this is like, I hope I wasn't too, cause I can't see myself. Oh, no. so I don't know. I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> oh, you're um, great. Because no. uh, yeah, I, 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 this is my first podcast that I've done like with video. So um, okay. I appreciate uh, you, it. I appreciate the time. This was great. And I'm glad we got yeah. to, I feel like I got to know you a little bit more. And yeah. Uh, yeah. if any of your listeners do end up going to the, um, do end up going to Herb's show, I hope they come up and say hi to me and to my dad, because uh, that would be great. Um, yeah. well, like I said, we'll both be there and it it's yeah. going to be, I think it's going to be a much more Although it's going to be a big fan fest, I think it's going to be a much yeah. more like intimate kind of uh, affair than than yeah. one of the the big blowout things where you you know again like you said yeah. you're you're getting charged hundreds of bucks. So please yeah. come up and say hi. Yes, yes. I mean I've interacted with her dad uh, before at Dallas and nice man talked to me for a couple of minutes. Him yep. and Tully. He loves, uh, he loves his fans. And if you have a memory of a match or something like that, that you, that means something to you and you ask him if he remembers, I'll tell you what he, I'm not kidding when I say he is so grateful for the fans and the fans that remember him and his career, because he will say over and over again, if it was not for the fans, you know, he would have nothing that he has because you know, he wouldn't have had the career. He wouldn't have his memories if it yeah. didn't mean something to everybody else. And that means so much to him. When somebody comes up and says, like, my dad took me to this or my it's like and and the older he gets, I, I don't think he'd mind me saying this, like the older he gets, the more emotional it makes him and the more yeah. it means to him, because it's like. Yeah. That's that is what life's about, you know, the, yeah. the memories that yeah. you make and the things that you hold, you know, close to you and you think like these were the good times you know these are the things that you think back on and you just gosh I wouldn't give that up for anything so yeah well again 
go out and see him if he's going to be in St. Louis, if he's in Baltimore here in a few weeks, like Pam said, he's going to be in St. Louis uh, May 13th for the Bruiser Brody Memorial. Yes, He'll be in please. Iowa and July 20th through the 23rd, I believe it is, up in Waterloo. Yeah. Yep. Go out, go out and support these organizations, folks. They are wonderful, and Pam is a sweet person. I mean, I'm not just saying that because she's on here. I've interacted with her uh, last fall at CAC. You are a very nice person, uh, you know, and I appreciate you coming on here today. Thank you so, so much. I'll have to right. I'll have to thank Greg for whatever he paid you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> thank all you, right. Brian. Thank you. Folks, if you're watching, thanks. If you're listening, thanks. If you haven't uh, subscribed, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday... 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Ding, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month. 
and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an LA champion. You know? Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Aptor, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did didn't have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.